Hello, it's Julie at Love's Beginning, and today I have a talk um, requested by Samantha on the topic of seeing and hearing our guides. So I thank Samantha for that topic, um, for that guidance, because guidance came through Samantha. <laughs> See how that works? Guidance can come through all of us. Um, so what I want to say about that, oh yes, if you want to make a similar request, I will make sure I provide a link. Um, it's always on my website, but I'll try to make sure to put it in the message and on YouTube or wherever. <laughs> okay, so seeing and hearing our guides. Um, the first statement I was given was, we can come to you through absolutely everything. And that kind of flips me over into, oh, where I would resist anything at all, and I know it's a big ask, that's where I'm telling guidance pretty much, don't come to me through this specific thing. So uh, if you can hear thumping and pounding, uh, it's my kids right above my head. So that's what that is. Um, anyhow, maybe they're emphasizing the point. <laughs> so guidance can come through absolutely everything. But let's say I'm having a problem with a particular person. What I'm saying when I'm focusing on what I think is real about that, which it isn't, it's all perception and all perception is easily shiftable and always unreal. So it's just perception. But let's say I've narrowed it down. It's this person and I have this specific problem with this person. What I'm saying is guidance, please don't come through this one. Guidance, please don't come through my experiences with this one. So to bring the guidance in, I my feeling is so important, noticing how I'm feeling. Because whenever I'm not feeling good, um, I am blocking guidance. And why would I think that's a good idea? Because if I can block out guidance, I can keep this game of the separate ego and the separate ego that I think is real about that one over there that I'm having the the problem with instead of the party with the problem instead of the party I'm trying to keep that real I think my safety is in keeping that real but if I'm willing to surrender into what I perceive isn't real every thought the ego sends me is just a thought and it has the effect of making seem real what can never be real so instead I'm turning the entirety of my world of my experience of my perception over to you spirit come at me through everything through every recording i hear through every voice i hear through everything i see in nature or otherwise like use everything as a symbol to tell you of your love for me which is the same as your love for everyone else because there's no difference between myself and another perceived self that separation is all false and what i'm here to see is how loved the one we'll put it in God language, but you can put it in whatever language you need to. The one child of God is, or the oneness of it is, it of us is, it is love. And that's why we would get guidance in the first place to remember this. So um, really flinging the doors wide open and not then we have to give up everything we think we know about the world and everything we think we think we know about ourselves as opposed to anyone or anything else. Everything we everything we think we know about everyone else 
we can't know anything. <laughs> we have to be wide open in our innocence to see that same innocence everywhere. And that willingness to see that same innocence everywhere is how the guidance comes to us. It's through our willingness. And we never have to judge. I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm not hearing it. And we're all on the same boat here. We're all walking home together, remembering our oneness and remembering how to come into the full awareness of that oneness and remembering how to walk through the resistance to the remembrance of our oneness whenever we feel it. So we're all doing the same thing here. Okay, the second idea was your guide is yourself our shared self, the self you share with all you call other. Now, can you see forms from spirit? Sure you can. Some people do. <laughs> Some people see spiritual guides who are non-physical, but they see them with their physical eyes and they hear them talk to them with their physical ear, it seems. Remember, seeing as a physical thing is imagined just as much as hearing as a physical thing is imagined guidance can come to us easily when we remember that the physical is unreal, our perception is unreal, and therefore it can shift very easily. Whenever we're feeling not good in any way, it's an indicator that we're insisting the physical time and space are real and limiting. And this is a big ask. Of course, we believe time and space are real and limiting. And those beliefs hold the ego in the sense of separation and conflict and attack and of a past and of a future. It holds all that in place. And um, when we're going to remember our oneness, our shared self, that shared self can come through to us in any form. And as I said before, just fling the doors wide open. However, it's going to come to you. It doesn't matter if that guy over there seems to see and hear spirit through the physical senses. Maybe you just receive thoughts in your mind or nudges. Maybe you just hear a song and it, it guides you. It, it does not matter. It does not matter. If you're judging any of it, then that's the next thing for you to work on. Just fling the doors wide open. Remember resistance to anything in the world. Even, I'm asked to give a very provocative example, even rape is resistance to spirit. Now, I feel I can't just leave it there. I've got to un unpack that. Why would the ego have given us the perception of rape? Because you can get in a real cycle of suffering there, insisting it's real and fighting against it, insisting it's real and judging others and yourself, if you have any association with that word. Um, and everything we have a judgment about out in the world is actually a reflection of our own self-hatred. But if we're going to get stuck on rape is wrong and I've got to fight it and I've got to judge others for it and I'm separate from it over here and we, we get really invested in forgetting about our self-hatred and never addressing it. So that's why I was asked to give a provocative example. <laughs> Anything we have resistance to in the world is our resistance to guidance coming through us, to us, being shared with everyone. The guidance we accept, we share. During 
every moment of what we perceive to be our day. It really is flinging the doors wide open, finding our willingness. Now, ego would come in and say, if you go this crazy and you refuse to accept separate aspects of this world is real, you're going to be in really big trouble, like with the example of rape. If you don't fight rape, if you don't condemn rape, if you don't separate out rapists and do something about them, you're going to be in big trouble. And, you know, whatever word you want to use, this isn't particularly about rape. I was just asked to use a provocative word. And that's the one that came to me. So that's a way of staying attached to the perception of separation. And our faith expands that what we all are together, including any perceived rapist, that's just a reflection of our self-hatred and a resistant, a resistance to the identity of our shared and innocent self. I didn't know I was going to get this deep. <laughs> so thank you, Samantha. Any resistance to that keeps us in suffering instead of allowing. And allowing is what brings the guidance through, is what helps everything flow, is what changes our perception of what's on the outer. We don't have to control what's on the outer. There's a lot of running and squealing going on above my head, so <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. Okay, we don't have to control what's going on in the outer. We need to allow the outer to become a joyful reflection of what our shared mind truly is. Our shared mind is joy itself. And it wants to come at us in a very beautiful way. Not in a way that would destroy us or intimidate us. But ego is going to interpret it that way. Ego is going to fight it. Ego doesn't want to be forgotten. You have to forget ego to remember your true, shared, and innocent eternal self. And ego, our invention, is going to fight to stay seeming real. And so all that fight and resistance we feel is about that. And ego only exists in our minds, seems to exist in our minds, because we wanted to see it. Okay, so another indicator here, another statement. Devoted quiet time uh, establishes your foundation of willingness to be guided. So that will come to you in the form in which it is appropriate, your devoted quiet time and the forms it takes for you. It's whatever attracts you. For me, part of my devoted quiet time um, is often studying A Course in Miracles. It can be engagement in something like walking. It can be taking a shower. You know, it can involve action, but it helps you become more inward than you seem to be in other situations. So your ear is open to that guidance. So if you have trouble with sitting meditation, you might find your receptivity in an activity that still leaves you open. So when I speak of devoted quiet time, <laughs> I'm purposely being very open about this and not telling you 
or anyone exactly what to do. Your guidance is what does that. (laughs) Now, your guidance could come through me. You know, maybe when I say A Course in Miracles, you're going to light up and go after that. And maybe it will mean nothing to you and you won't go after that. Um, what helped, one thing that helped me hear my guidance was uh, the work of Byron Katie. And if that lights up for you, it lights up for you. It's a method of self-inquiry that helps you really settle into that shared self that gives you very specific instructions through your day and helps you see things as they are rather than as ego would have you see them. Um, so I would say just be very open to the form your devoted quiet time can take. It could seem to be active in some way. Yoga, it, it could seem to be just meditation. It could be some form of study. And, you know, it expands. So your whole day becomes more and more that devoted quiet time because you're just listening or watching for that guidance to come to you, you don't know, you know less and less. And so you become more receptive to what is this moment going to show me? What is this moment going to indicate to me? How is this moment going to guide me? And if you think you're close to that seeming ideal or far from that seeming ideal, that doesn't matter at all. What does matter is that you have some willingness and that you're willing to follow that sense of willingness. So rather than judging anything out there, comparing anything, just notice that your sense of willingness, willingness to emerge out of suffering, to be guided, that can't ever die. That's always present and you can always find it with focus and you can always allow it to expand. The way it expands can take many, many different forms and those will make themselves obvious to you. And you you just follow that. Follow what brings you joy and peace. Okay. Then we have follow our nudges immediately. Take them lightly and don't remember them because they come as you need them. Um, I'm going to pause for just a moment. I'll be right back. Okay. (laughs) This is really funny. Um, I had a note to myself, look up the meaning of the name Samantha, and I didn't do it. And I was startled there for a minute, like, oh, I got to go look up this name. But I didn't want to do it while the recording was still going, because I was afraid it wouldn't match up to anything and that I was just full of crap and I heard the wrong thing. So I still have doubt going on, obviously, right? I stopped the recording just in case. (laughs) Anyhow, The neat meaning of Samantha, which maybe Samantha knows, according to this first Google result, is God has heard. And what are we? We're all aspects of God. And what are we trying to, or the oneness, if God doesn't work for you, um, what are we trying to remember or become fully aware of? Our oneness. (laughs) So Samantha is of unknown origin, meaning name of God. God has heard flower, blossom. And so many flower and blossom metaphors in awakening. So thank you, Samantha. You really feel like my teacher now. Everyone who comes to me asking for something always feels like my teacher. And that's, you know, part of that openness. Guide me, show me, help me go deeper. um, Help me expand my faith and my trust and my willingness 
And yeah, that, that helped me expand my faith and trust. Okay, so follow our nudges immediately. Intuition. Take them lightly. Don't make a big deal out of them because everybody has guidance showing them every moment. I've started to realize the most helpful thing I could do for you is to be aware that your guidance is fully present for you and will show you to just have confidence in you. Because to have confidence in you is to have confidence in me. What use is it to be in a world where I know my guidance, but you don't? Why would I want to see it that way? So it's, I don't know, that feels very important to me lately, the way I'm willing to look upon you. By you, I mean everyone. Seeing everyone is equally guided. And don't remember them. So don't remember our nudges. Don't make a pass out of them. Don't make a pattern or a routine out of them, which I still do. I catch myself doing this, but at least I can have a moment of awareness with that and pause and settle and understand that nudges come from everywhere throughout the day as I allow them. And I don't have to try to remember or make a routine or repetition or rules or structures out of the nudges that I get. I can just remember that nudges are plentiful in here in this moment and to tune into the moment, and they come as I need them. Now, for me, in my experience, this has been a gradual process. And in order to allow my willingness, trust, and faith to expand, I've had to keep knocking up every single day against my resistance and to feel the frustration of that and to settle in, relax in through that, and then to allow let the let next layer of willingness be there and expand. And then I bump into my resistance again. So don't worry if you're bumping into resistance because right behind that resistance is where you're allowing your guidance to come to you in a more and more obvious way. And as you allow that to happen, then you can have confidence that everyone you see or think of ever has that same access. You can give it to them by having that confidence in them, by thinking that's pretty much the most important thing about them is that they're guided and they're loved, just like you're loved. Okay, so, oh, okay. The last thing is um, you can make a practice. Now, when I'm, whenever I'm given a practice, it's always emphasized that it's like a leaf on a tree. So when the practice is given to me, it's like a fresh springtime baby leaf. It's so sweet, right? <laughs> and eventually that leaf though dries up in the fall and falls off the tree. So whenever I'm given a practice, they're just like, do this now. This is a routine. This is a repetition. We do want you to remember this. We do want you to practice this because this is, this will be helpful to you now. So that's the spirit in which I'm giving it to you. Not a practice that you need to try to get anyone else to do or recommend to anyone else ever, although you might if it lights up for you. Um, just one to do until it dries up and falls off the tree because you don't need that repetition or reference to the past anymore. Okay, so that's the spirit in which this is offered. Whenever you meet someone um, or in, in what seems to be physical, or whenever you meet someone in thought, whenever you're thinking of someone, anyone at all, if you can stop and ask the question, how are you here to guide me today? 
in in your mind just to pause and to recognize this one can show me this one can teach me guidance can come through me from this one anything we're holding against them is going to surface right away because the ego will be like how could that one guide me that one's separate from me and thus in such a way. That one knows this and doesn't know that. And that one's not worthy to guide me. We're just running it into our own worth issues, but we're projecting them outward. So if you just ask silently, anytime you think of anyone you see as other, how are you here to guide me today? Anytime you're with them in the physical, how are you here to guide me today? Then what you're calling upon is that one shared self we all are. And you're opening, you're flinging open the doors to let the guidance come to you in whatever way it will. Okay, so this was really helpful to me. It felt like a deep cleanse that was just flinging open my doors and helping me walk through any resistance I have. So thank you, Samantha. Uh, Samantha, God has heard. <laughs> thank you. And um, anyone else, if anyone else wants to put in a request for a topic, you are, are very welcome to do that. Thank you and uh, happy healing and happy hearing and seeing.